0: Yo, what's the deal, baby? This your boy, Uncle Luke, formerly of the two live crew. You are listening to Pass It Down with Mike Silver and Natalie Silver. Natalie is the most beautiful young lady in this deal right here. Mike doesn't look so good, even though they're dad and daughter. It's the big show, baby.
1: Well, the man who each week gives us that incredible introduction is back for a second consecutive week. Um, He's already given us some great material, talked about getting arrested on stage, talked about athletes using their platform and a whole lot more. And we would like to get right into it for part two.
2: Luke, do you think Trump wants a race war?
0: Do I think Trump wants a... I think... Do I think he wants a race war? I, I I really, a large part of me, 70% of me thinks he wants a race war so he can not have an election. If you have a race war, then he can call off the election. Yeah. Right. automatically give him more time. Then him in the Senate, which is controlled, him in the Senate, which is controlled by the Republicans, could then Prolong it until however long. You know, he's red, waged these wars against China after we'd have borrowed all this money from China. It's almost like I tell my homeboy, I'm like, <coughs> if I loan you $1,000 and I want to do business in your city, I loaned you this $1,000 to be able to do business. But then now, some other guy comes in, you still owe me the $1,000 and then raise the taxes on the on the product that I'm doing business. Why I gave you the $1,000 in the first place? And so when you do that, then you affect my business or my economy. What you think I'm getting ready to do next? I'm going to affect your economy by sending over here some kind of coronavirus to then shut your entire cor- economy down in a medical war. So now you have what you have now in America in, in their sins coming to haunt them. Trump is able to use this to do what? To be King Trump. Everything he does just tells us that's what he want to be. And you've met him. I mean, I've talked to him
1: on the phone way back in the day, but you've actually been around him. I, uh, you know, what, 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 have you, what was he like when you were around him before this?
0: I mean, your, your average. I mean, he was your average cool billionaire guy that likes beautiful women and. <laughs> Party and likes to hang out and be around. Most of the people that he hung out with were African Americans. Really? You know, he hung out with Jesse Jackson, probably one of his best friends. Had Whoa, was in his building. He always, you know, this turn of events. You know, I guess started the Central Park Five when he took out a big page, a big ad. Saying that these guys raped the woman, which they did, which they were found innocent for doing, and he kind of cleaned up his image after that. You know, mm-hmm. these these billionaires have a tendency of buying their image to be clean, mm-hmm. so, which is what the NFL owners and all the rest of them do. So going going up to now, you know, it kind of surprised me. You know to know that you know here's a card carrying, uh, using his money to get as many Democrats elected in his uh, in his entire life to then now flipping over to becoming a Republican. He found a niche. (laughs) He used the Tea Party and just went Tea Party on steroids because you you had a time. After Obama, where it was a bunch of angry, racist white people who had a problem with a black man being the president, so that rolls up angry, uh, racist white people and everybody else. And what ended up happening is you that form that helped form the Tea Party, which was Marco Rubio and uh, and uh, the senator from Texas. Yeah. So you had Jeb Bush, yeah Cruz. So you had Jeb Bush and Rand Paul, a part of the established, the, the regular conservative establishment Republicans, fighting against Tea Party for the nomination, and then you have Trump, Tea Party on steroids.
1: Right. I, he I don't know what's
0: and just blow the whole field away because he went past what the Tea Party was doing. Tea Party. <laughs> yeah. He embraced. He's- uh, the he embraced the angry, the angry people, the angry racist people. He embraced all of that, and he never shied away from that.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's scarier—if he really believes this horrible, hateful stuff, or if he's just making a calculation and deciding to say that.
2: Yeah, it's hard to know whether he's just stupid or evil. I go back and forth all the time.
0: Well, most billionaires are stupid. They can't relate to us. Hmm. Uh, most, one, most of the, most people in the one percent, they can't. But Trump is different. He can, he can relate more to the average person because he always hung out with the average person. Trump found the niche, and he's exploiting it. He's a salesman. He's a businessman, and I always believe. When when I hung out around him, and when I seen some of my other celebrity friends who hung out with him, was he was a guy who just wanted to be around. Uh, I, he 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 was a guy leveraging his his relationships. That's why you see he tried to get into the NFL and start a league. That didn't work. <laughs> Casinos, boxing matches. He needed to be affiliated with with um, people like Mike Tyson. That's who I went to the party with. He yeah, you, so with, with I, um, I, celebrities. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, so last summer, Natalie, I was a few drinks in, and uh, at a private dinner, and Luke told the story of. Going to a party at Trump's and he it was you, Mike Tyson, and Eddie Murphy. Oh, no big deal. Just you know, those yeah. those three. But I'm a little sketchy on the details because it was later in the night. But I I remember you said you went and you it didn't feel right and you left.
0: Yeah. No, it didn't feel it just was weird. You don't have a My street knowledge kicks in every now and then. I just Mm -hmm. just don't feel right. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things happening in different rooms. And uh, you don't, my mom always told me trouble, easy to get in and hard to get out. So my radar kicks in and say, okay, it's time to go.
1: And so when you say different things in different rooms, I know you've been in some scenes before where you were like, whoa, like, are we, is it like Eyes Wide Shut? Or is it like that party in Milwaukee you went to back in the day? Like, what, how how crazy was it?
0: No comment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and did, didn't, was it, was Eddie the one who got kind of paranoid or, or freaked out?
0: I was the one who said, I think we should go.
1: Interesting.
2: And they were both down to leave, too.
0: I left. (laughs) Three separate cars that was provided by Trump, and I Mm. moseyed my way to my car.
1: You moseyed your way. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it out. Uh, I would not want to see you being. Kanye, or one of these people.
2: What are your thoughts on Kanye?
0: I think he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, think he's a, I think he's, I think he's, uh, let me, don't say that. I think he's misguided. I think he's mentally disturbed. I think he's a hell of an artist, a hell of an artist. And most artists, when they're that brilliant, they are very weird. They're very weird, which I know. You know, people think I'm weird, but I think it's <laughs> weird. You know, Prince was weird. Michael Jackson was weird. Kanye is really weird, but weird in a in a real bad bad way. That sometimes I worry about him. You know, I worry about you know the people who are around him who are using him. Uh, because he's he comes off a little unstable, you know. When I looked at him at the White House with his red hat on, talking to Trump, I saw a I saw a person that needs help. I saw a person that needs help. I saw a person that was not okay. And so when you every now and then when he does something strange on the, the TV show, which I do not look at, you know, there's a clip. And then you you're forced to look at it because I care about the young man is he it, comes off to be a person that is, that needs mental help. Wow. And that's what I think. of. That's what I think of Kanye.
2: Wow. So Luke, you have maybe the coolest profile picture I've ever I seen. I would say definitely. Definitely. Dad, do you want to explain it?
1: Yeah, it's just him and Tupac like (laughs) hanging out, looking like the BFFs that they were in a great moment. It's a
0: beautiful picture.
2: So, Luke, if Tupac was alive, how do you think he'd be reacting to all this shit?
0: He'll be celebrating his birthday because it was yesterday and we'll be celebrating for like a whole week, maybe a month. (laughs) But I think Tupac would be right at the forefront of it all because... When he was here, before he became Tupac, the big celebrity, me and him used to have deep conversations. And while he was the celebrity, and I know what his, my eyes, mindset, the reason why me and him were able to click so much because both our parents and our family members heavily installed and taught us the uh, the black movement and the black struggles. So we were very we, we can have deep conversations about whether it's the Panthers or H.R.F. Brown or Huey Newton or whether it was Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, uh, Marcus Garvey. We could we could sit there and have those conversations because we were both educated somewhat similar. Uh, <laughs> In those ways, so he would have been at the forefront of it all. Every Man. march, he would have been at the front in and Oakland, and little- California. He'd have been definitely at the front, standing on top of a car, <laughs> uh, speaking his mind uh, with knowledge, with knowledge of that this is already this is already happening. There ain't nothing changed because you can walk around with with a nice car and live in a nice house it still hasn't changed and so with his knowledge of from his teachings he would have been a very he would have been a very dangerous person to deal with right now in this time
1: um yeah and I, I can't even imagine the music I mean the, so you well, you know, Joe Biden's got a decision to make and and our senator, Miss um, Harris, you know, we're big fans out here in California. Um, you know, I, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on the VP pick coming up. And I know with with uh, Kamala, you started out a little critical and then ended up really connecting with her. So. You know, very curious about your thoughts on her.
0: I love Kamala. I mean, I had, and I respect her. I mean, I had deep conversations. And the fact that I could write a very tough article on her and for her to be woman enough to say, let's have a conversation other than going in the back room and pouting. She, hey, look, let's talk about it. And when once we talked about it, we have a great relationship, and then I can go in and support her. I respect that because if you want a person in government that you can <laughs> that you can elect or be a running mate or vice president that could change policy, you want a person to be able to work with people who they may not agree with, and if she could work with me, that at the time. I didn't agree with some of the things and me and her form uh, an alliance where I fully support her. That's what you want. You don't want people running away from from the issue. I think she should be the the vice president. A lot of people in Florida want uh, this representative, Valerie.
1: Val Demings.
0: Yes, I don't think she's ready for that. I think you know you by you having a moment in a senate or a house or house representative meeting where you go off on some guy sitting there just taking the beating and the punishment by congressmen and women I don't think a 2 minute soundbite should qualify you to be the vice president Joe <laughs> Joe Biden is old He's barely remembering things right now Yeah 6 years from now or if he decide that he can't go on because of his health reasons, that's what I look at. Who's prepared for the job? And the only person I know that would be prepared for that job its not a popularity contest would be Kamala. And same thing, they say this lady out of, uh, they prefer this lady out of Georgia, but she was a state representative. Is she prepared if Joe Biden, Kill over or decide he's not healthy to to carry on. Now you're the president. Did, so did I, uh, I look at it? I look at it deeper than did, that. Did she have like?
1: Did she have some swag? I mean, I know she's real short, but like you you met her for the first time. You criticized her. Was it awkward? Did she did she have some swag to her? Did she have no, some? Charm? She has
0: major swag. Major <laughs> swag. I mean, you know. When we when we talk, I mean, we 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 actually did a, I actually interviewed her, and it's a video of it of the interview, and I asked her a bunch of tough questions. She has a copy of it, never released it, uh, but she's she's cool, down to earth, you know, because I'm you know I'm always you know I'm always looking at trying to certify whether you're a real sister or not, <laughs> are you, you know, are you uh, one of us so i mean the conversation that we had was about you know hey do you know what what, do you know what a straightening comb is and then she's hold on yeah i know what a straightening comb i had to do my sister hair using a straightening comb I probably just lost you right there,
1: Mike. <laughs> no, come on, dude. I grew up in LA with mandatory busing. We like
0: Okay. I,
1: okay. I've been knowing about the king cutter and all that stuff for oh my God, God. years.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we we talked about a lot of things, but then to be honest with you, to be honest with you guys, I, I really think Michelle Obama is doing the country a disservice. And, I, and I'll tell you why, because right now we're at a time where it's all hands on deck. If you tell me right now, Mike, to go give my life, if, if, I, if I go out and give my life to, to, to stop systemic racism so my 10-year-old son would not have to go through the things that we're going through right now, if you ask me to give my life for that and it'll all be over, Or I could be a. It could. I would be able to have a chance to be able to make that change. To give your life for that, I would do it in a heartbeat. Wow! I would do it in a heartbeat, and I and Michelle Obama becoming the vice president would pretty much guarantee Joe Biden a win, and Kamala, Kamala. who I love to death could be attorney general or secretary of state or something like that. But I just feel, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, are we all doing what we can do? If, 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 and I'm pretty sure if, if any one of us can stop what's going on or do our part, then I think it's important that we do our part Yes, it, yes. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes we got to go get our hands dirty, and yes, it'll be a, a rearrangement of our life. Something that we don't necessarily want to put ourselves through. But right now, is people are dying, and people are protesting, and people' lives are are changed forever. And if you can make a change, if you can, if you can go in. And, and fight this evil. Why not go and be the vice president? You can just go in for a few years. Uh, look, I'm gonna do it for four years. The first term, I'm. Uh, I'm just. Why not put your? Why not, why not put put your body on the line for the movement? And so I, I say that. You know, I don't say it in a. I don't say it in a disrespectful way, but I say it in a way that it's time for everybody to put up or shut the fuck up. And if you can be a part of change, and that goes for LeBron James too. If most of them guys are saying don't play, shut up, put up or shut up. Don't play, don't change the narrative. Be a part of the movement. And that's just my opinion because we can all sit up here and sit on the side and do little sexy tweets and facebooks and all that. But if, if you know that Mike Silver was the Mike, if, if Mike Silver go in and be the vice president, it would damn near guarantee Joe Biden to win to get this narciss, narcissistic or whatever racist president out of there. Plus, on top of it. When you're running, you're running to you're running to help those other senators to be able to change and overrun Mitch McConnell, which a lot of people are not thinking about, because you got other Senate races and House races that you can be a part of by being on that ticket to then have the government change into something that we all can go back to be proud of you 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 know and that's I, i'm a, and that's why i'm a little upset with miss obama and i understand it was it was tough for her it was rough for her, and your daughters and everybody big everybody is at college barack is running around on jet skis <laughs> You're doing your book tour Give us, give us two years. I give give us the opportunity. Give us the opportunity. Everybody should be given the give us the opportunity to get this get this guy out of office. And that's what I have. Uh, I have a little issue.
1: This is amazing. You've given us a lot to think about, and we will be continuing to follow up on this. And maybe we can get Senator Harris or. Miss Obama to grace our podcast someday, but this is an honor. But before we leave you, um, I think Natalie had a Super Bowl thing she wanted to throw at you. Uh,
0: Prediction?
2: <laughs> I don't. I love these setups because I never know where they're going. But <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. But Luke, I was. I'm asking this blind. I don't know what. I don't know what this is about, but. I was told there's a story about you, my dad, and a dog collar.
1: And by the way, there is, but this is, we form our Super Bowl history every year. So this past Super Bowl, we continued that history when I got the thrill of a lifetime and got to to sing along with...
2: Oh, yeah, that...
1: With, uh, I think he.
2: Uh, I think he wants to publicize that right
1: now. No, I'm just saying. You know, there, say there's some him. great songs that this man has been associated with, and to be able to to be part of that at the Super Bowl party I co-hosted was a was a real thrill. I think there's video somewhere, but but yeah, no the the doll collar thing happened, and and that is very true. And this is kind of a famous part of Super Bowl lore, so I'll walk Luke into it, but. Um, Super Bowl 33, early 1999 in Miami, Uh, the Monday night before the game, I went out with Ray Buchanan of the Falcons, who was their star corner. And back then, Luke's Luke records office was right down in the heart of of it all. And we were talking about him and, you know, he's he's obviously an idol to many of these guys. And he said, man, if I could meet him somehow, you know. That would be an honor. And I was like, dude, we can meet him. Well, let's walk over there after dinner. So sure enough, now we're sitting with the man. We knock on the door. We're sitting in the nice room up front. And Ray tells him, hey, man, media day's tomorrow. And I really want to make a splash. And I was thinking I would wear a dog collar because we're the underdogs. And I think that's where Luke came in.
0: All right. So what happened? So we said in order for you to do that, Mike would have to wear the dog collar first and walk down South Beach. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. And you would have to go down. into the Transvestite Club over there on uh next to the uh to the diner. I So think Mike went, we got the dog collar from a store next door to our office. Mike put the dog collar on. Me and Ray Buchanan stood across the street, watched Mike go into the drag queen uh, club. And uh, we thought Mike was just going to go in and come out real quick. No. He stayed in for a very long time. Obviously, he was enjoying himself. (laughs) And when he came out the door, a couple of other guys followed him. Oh, my God. The dog collar was Kristen, I guess. I
1: think this is artistic license because that's not how I remember. I mean, it's plausible, but what I remember is that (laughs) Ray said, Ray said the only Luke said, if you're going to do it, you better have rhinestones on it. And Ray said, that's a great idea. And he said, the only problem is it's midnight on a Monday. Where the hell am I going to find a dog collar? And Luke and I looked at each other and started laughing because we were in South beach. Yeah. So I I went to a, the store next door and I said, Hey, do you have any dog collars? And they go, uh, ah, now we only have one left, but it's got rhinestones on it. Oh my so, God. so you got it. So after Maybe going to the transvestite club. I don't remember that part. It's, it's plausible. But I do remember we were at a club and it was very late and Warren Sapp was with us and I was holding the dog collar in my hand because I didn't want to lose it. And
2: yeah, you fucking pussy. Just put it on your
1: neck. No, well, finally, I had to go. It was late. So I handed it to Ray and I've never missed a media day. It a, it's a big deal to be at media day until this one where... I was so drunk, I just woke up hungover the next day. And the first thing I did was reach for the remote, turn on the TV, yeah. squinting eyes, and it's ESPN. And they're like, well, the big story out of media day was <laughs> Ray Buchanan. And I see Ray with the dog collar on, sunglasses, you know, crowd around him.
2: Wait, so you did miss the media day. I
1: did miss the media day. But I saw on TV that oh Ray's, Ray's stunt had worked. So, and
2: no one knew Uncle Luke was behind it all.
1: No one knew, although I might have told the story publicly here and there but Luke do you ever get asked about it do do people know that you actually were the brainchild
0: (laughs) some people people ask every now and then who who who, uh kind of know the history and a little bit of the story but it's it it, it, you know I was kind of joking with Mike going into the club and everything but it was a wild night and uh when Ray when Ray uh you know, I know, I remember us talking about it and I was like, in order for you to wear the dog collar, you gotta be a dog. He said, yeah,
1: I'm a dog, I'm a dog.
0: You know, because Ray, you know, Ray had the gift of gab, like uh, Floyd Mayweather, so he ran his mouth, you know, like that. And uh, it was funny. When I saw it, when I saw it on TV, I think I had one eye open also. Uh, you know, from that long night. and. It was just amazing that Ray was able to get up and get to the to the media day. But it was it was it classic. People talk about it. People talk about that to this day right now. One of the most classic yeah. media day stunts that was pulled.
1: It's like on the very short list of when people talk about the heyday of media day and the crazy stuff that used that's to happen. That's like the one thing? That's one of the, it's on the very the short list. The craziest
2: thing that's ever happened at media day was a man wore a dog collar. No, media but, it, but it's, but awesome. it's, but it's
1: one of the most, yeah, it's one of the most vivid and listen, okay, I, 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 I will leave it here. If thing, if there is an election that's not canceled and if it goes the way that I know we all hope it goes and think it will go on November 4th or late night, November 3rd. Natalie, will you make a video while wearing a rhinestone dog collar?
2: I, (laughs) yes, I'll leave it at that. Absolutely. And I will do many, many more things. Unprovoked (laughs) and unsolicited.
1: We're going to have, we're going to have Luke produce that. (laughs) All right. Uh, You are, you are a tremendous, uh, Guest and human, I will go back to taunting you on the phone in private and seeking wisdom. But thank you for sharing with everyone else because this was really cool.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Nice meeting you.
1: We'll be back. See you soon.